Hi, I'm Oserema from Sort of Nigerian, and this is COVID Niger, our COVID-19 update. COVID-19, or coronavirus as it's commonly known, is touching all parts of the world, and Nigeria is no different. This podcast is an opportunity to show how the disease and the measures put in place to curb its spread are affecting the lives of Nigerians, in their own words. My name is Sesayo. I'm 25 years old, and I currently live in Lagos, Nigeria, in a city called Ogba. And um, I currently work in the media industry and the sound design aspect, to be precise. Fisayo is part of Sort of Nigerian. You might not hear his voice on the podcast, but he made our theme song and helps us out with some sound editing so our audio doesn't sound as bad as it did in the first episode. When it comes to COVID-19, Fisayo was cautious early on, monitoring the situation in China as it developed. I heard about COVID-19 in January when it was gaining traction in China. Basically, it was loud enough in China for it to cause the complete lockdown of Wuhan. And I remember back then being already concerned because even though Nigerians were not really bothered about it, Nigeria has such close economic ties with China. And if this thing was already so loud in China to warrant that kind of reaction, there was a very huge chance that it was already in Nigeria and spreading. So from back then, I was already taking precautions, got sanitizers, started trying to reduce physical interactions, keeping distance away from people in public, literally running. running from anybody who was coughing or sneezing. I was just feeling like it's a matter of time before the thing blows up here in Nigeria too. On the 27th of February, Nigeria had its first recorded case of COVID-19 from an Italian businessman who returned to Lagos from Milan just two days earlier. Then the whole states and the nation began to take it a bit more seriously. Now having confirmation that the virus was in Nigeria already, I began to like double my concerns started avoiding public transport altogether. I would take only Ubers everywhere I was going. And even in the Ubers, I would tell the driver to wind the windows down, turn off the air conditioner because I didn't want to be trapped in a box with a potential COVID carrier. And it already began to affect us in the workplace too because we started to reduce the amount of physical interactions we're doing. If we could have a meeting over the phone, we would. We stopped shaking hands. Everybody that was coming into the compound or into the building had to sanitize themselves before and after. So those little measures were just put in place. Following an increase in the number of cases, including several high-profile ones like the president's chief of staff, Abba Kiari, the government announced a two-week lockdown on the 30th of March, which has since been extended, causing a dash for resources amongst affected Nigerians. And while Fisayo's job gives him the flexibility to work from home, he was still not exempt from the effects of the lockdown. I had to take all my gear, along with almost all the staff in the office. We had to take all the gear back to our homes and try to keep up with the same schedule that we adhere to in the office at home. I'm grateful that I can keep working because I know a lot of people who have been affected, they've lost their jobs, including some close friends and some members of my family, actually. And basically been trying to adjust to life in lockdown. You know, simple things like Trying to get my office gear set up in the exact same way as I have it in the office has been has been a nightmare because I've been dealing with workmen who also have issues getting getting tools, getting materials, and moving around. You know, I was only able to get an office table by luck because the carpenter I contacted had the exact um, specifications I needed ready a day before the lockdown. Um, I paid another workman for a chair, and then the lockdown happened and came with stories you could not deliver. I tried to get the delivery services to um, deliver 
but they too said they couldn't they were getting disturbed by the police because they're not essential services so anything that's not food or like medicine anything that's not essential it's not moving right now covid19 and the lockdown have been met with mixed reviews in nigeria it still feels like a lot of nigerians are not taking it seriously they still feel like you know it's it's the chinese virus the, that was the reaction i was getting even from back in january february march even up to like mid-march when i was like forming all you know don't shake me sanitize your hands and all that and you know staying away from staying too close to people when we're just talking there are a lot of nigerians who are informed and know just how important it is to follow the measures put in place by the who and the government but a lot of nigerians still feel like you know it's a trivial thing probably that um, it's a white man's virus a rich man's virus um caused by 5g and can't affect the black man very funny the amount of misinformation going around while lockdowns and isolation have been touted as the best ways to tackle COVID-19, there are doubts as to how effective these measures will be in Nigeria, given the economic reality of most of the citizens. A lot of Nigerians that basically work hand to mouth, you know, and Nigeria right now are using lockdown measures um, that are being used by the USA and countries like Canada. We don't have the same resources as they do. For example, the United States um, Donald Trump signed the $2 trillion stimulus bill as the Canadian prime minister, you know, telling the citizens that you don't need to worry about your bills. But here in Nigeria, like even the money that's being donated, it's not being allocated properly. People are not being given incentives to stay home, especially people who work hand to mouth. They, they go out in the morning, make some mon- little money, which they then used to have breakfast that day, you know, go out again, get some money. Which they used to have their second and probably last meal of the day for trying to make something on the side to help their children through school and things like that. And then you tell people like that to stay home for two weeks or maybe even more. And it's just crazy what that is probably going to do to a lot of Nigerians. And there are a lot of Nigerians who live below the poverty line. I really just hope that we'll be able to, you know, pull our resources together and come through this COVID-19 thing with our you know, solidarity made even stronger as a people. It's, it's really changed my perspective on a lot of things and what I consider is really important in life. Things that I felt that I couldn't do without, you know, that feel trivial now. As little as, you know, going out to, to see a movie once a month, which I was doing regularly. That is like so unimportant right now, you know, little things like that. Yeah, so it's it's had, it's had quite an impact and it's still, you know, having an impact as the story develops. And I just know that this is going to be a crazy story to tell my kids one day. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We will have more COVID-19, but given the situation, it's difficult to predict exactly when. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sort of Nigerian for updates. And remember to stay safe, wash your hands, and find healthy ways to stay connected with your loved ones. Salute to all the essential workers, and until next time, goodbye.